Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. And it's no secret what's going on in the world right now. We've talked about this time and time and time and time again. But it seems like now we've talked about it more. And that is, of course, the way that African Americans have been treated by not only the police, but by people, you know, how African-Americans have been, it feels like targeted by the police, targeted by other races. Um, The murder rate to me is unproportionate or murder rate from cops or by cops is ill proportionate to other races. And I started off, I started this episode off because, or with that, because Last week, we saw something that I think is probably the biggest moment that happened in sports. You know, when we think of moments in sports, we think of, I don't know, Michael Jordan hitting a shot or LeBron James coming back from a 3-1 lead or the Giants beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl or the Philly special. You know, we think of moments that could define the sport or could define a a generation as ter- in terms of a a a moment uh, or a like a a generation in terms of a of a of a basketball fan or something like that but what we saw last week in sports to me is arguably the biggest moment in sports history and what am i talking about for people that don't first, first of all if you don't know what happened last week i i don't know <laughs> You might want to go brush up on some current events, but it started with the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, and actually, it started with the shooting of—is it Jacob Blake? Jacob Blake. If I say if I'm saying your name wrong, I completely apologize. But Jacob Blake getting shot in the back seven times after walking to his car. And, and before I keep before I keep going on what happened, I know this is a sports podcast, but I need to say this. For people that continuously say, all you have to do is comply, or who, why is a, you know, the cop was scared because he was going to his car, or if you were a cop, would you let somebody go to your car if he was a sex offender, if he was this, that, and the third, or if he had warrants, or if he was abused and what, like, what I'm saying is this, in that moment, I don't care what happened. There is one man there and three officers. And to me, isn't it an officer's job to de-escalate a situation? And to me, de-escalating a situation does not always have to resort in somebody getting shot. You know, an African-American getting shot. And the worst part about it is, you shot that man seven times. There is no way in heaven or hell you shooting a man seven times and expecting that man to live. You did not expect him to live. Thank God he did. From what I heard, I think he's paralyzed from the waist down now. But I'll take being paralyzed from the waist down than being dead. But you're shooting a man in the back. Close range, by the way. Seven times. Which means there's no way you're missing. You shoot that man seven times. You intended to kill that dude. So I say all that to say, 
as a cop, you are, you are hired pretty much to serve and protect. And you're telling me three cops can't de-escalate a situation. And I'm going, I don't know what happened before the camera started rolling or after, but I do know that one man was surrounded by three cops that one man walked to his car or truck and that one man that was still surrounded by three officers was sh- was walked up on and shot in the back three no seven times and you're telling me that three officers cannot subdue a man walking to his car with his kids in the car i'm not going to continue going to that all i'm going to say is oh and then and then <laughs> And then we see protesters getting shot by a vigilante. It's not even a vigilante because what the f- he's getting he uh, uh, a man shooting a white guy, a seventeen-year-old, armed with an AR-15, shooting three people, killing two, and he doesn't get arrested till the next day. Because the cops saw the video, but the cops during the during the shooting saw Cuz let that you know gave him a high five, gave him something to drink, replenished his taste buds, and kept him moving. If you don't see something wrong in that, then hey, I don't. I <laughs> there's nothing I can do for you, bro. But I I'm gonna bring it back to sports since a lot of people, a lot of people. I did an episode one time about what's going on in the world and and people messaged me telling me to stick to sports so i'm gonna stick to sports <laughs> what sports did or what it started with the bucks since this happened in i believe wisconsin the bucks said you know what we're done we're not going to continue to 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 not use our platform effectively when something like this happens so what did they do? They boycotted. They boycotted the game. And they boycotted the Orlando Magic game. I guess I think it was game five. Uh, and then every other team followed suit. The Portland and Lakers, the Rockets and OKC. You know, every team followed suit. And something bigger happened. And this is why I said that it was the biggest moment, in my opinion, in sports history. One of the biggest moments. I would argue biggest, but biggest moments. Because this is the first time I have seen, you know, we're seeing the world react to what we're seeing here. You know, we're seeing the world. It feels like the world is getting fed up just like just as much as African-Americans have been getting fed up. Now, no, not everybody in the world is getting fed fed up, but the world is getting fed up about how African-Americans are being treated in or by cops so that's why you're seeing record numbers of protests record numbers of people coming out expressing how they feel right it's like all lives can't matter if black lives don't matter to people to some people and some of those people are higher up but i which goes back to sports which is why i said this was the biggest moment in sports because it wasn't just the nba this time Usually it's one sport that would do something a little bigger than another sport. And then the other ones would be like, ah, we'll put out a statement. You know, we support black people, this and the third. But no, this is the first time I've seen in unity that 
all the sports came together and said, you know what, we have to do something. So the NBA shut down. The the NBA the NBA as far you know the 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 all the teams boycotted. They didn't play for two days. Then the MLB, Major League Baseball, majority uh, Caucasian and uh, Hispanic. They po- they um boycotted their games. They were like, we're not going to continue to play when this is going on. And then after it was the MLB, it was the NFL. Now, of course, the NFL is not playing, but they canceled practices. I don't know of every team, but I know majority of the teams canceled practice. Then NHL. Now, the NHL didn't stop games, of course, um, but the NHL did, you know, do a Black Lives Matters thing. Um and and pretty much acknowledge what's going on. And this is why I say it is the biggest moment in sports. And J.R. Smith kind of said it. He kind of summed it up, you know. It's like, you know, we have been on the front line of a lot of things. We've been on the front line of wars. We've been in front lines of of racial equality. We've been in front lines of racial equality for other genders. I mean, not genders, other races. And it's I, this is the first time that we have been getting kicked down and other people and other sports leagues have fought for us, you know? And this is the first time that, like I said, Jared Smith said it best. It's like, you don't hear us. You don't get to see us. And this is, you know, shouts out to Kyrie, but this is this was what Kyrie was worried about. You know, people, people, you know, Kyrie was saying, yo, why should we be playing if what's what's going on in the world? Basketball is not that important right now. You know, why should we be playing? But you have, you know, people protesting and people marching and people going to the streets and people. um still dying i think i heard a stat right that since george floyd died i believe like 300 plus people african americans have been killed by the cops but of course all of them aren't going to be you know put on mainstream so it's like there's so much going on why play why be a distraction for what's going on and this that is where i kind of understand not kind of that is where i understand where Kyrie was coming from you know it's like you don't want to take you don't want to take the focus off what's going on with the world just to play some basketball you know what i mean cuz basketball i love basketball basketball is my favorite sport you know i love all sports but basketball to me reigns supreme even i would say yo basketball is not that important right now yeah we've been in a pandemic and we all want to see live sports but basketball was not is not the most important thing, but here's where I don't, oh, I didn't disagree, and I I talked about it before, but here's where I didn't disagree, and here's what I love what the NBA, the WNBA, and other sports leagues have been doing. They have been using their platforms to spread how important it is to be, you know, how important it is to treat African Americans right, or they have not, they haven't, they have not let the world or the mainstream media Forget about Breonna Taylor. Forget about uh, Jacob Blake. Forget about George Floyd. Forget about all the people that continue to get 
targeted and killed by cops. And again, shouts out to, you know, uh, Jacob Blake for still surviving. But, you know, the, the league has not... WNBA has been really good at this as well. Like they've been, they've probably been the best at it than as everyone. They just don't get the spotlight as everyone else. But I love how these leagues have not let the world forget what's going on outside. And that kind of brings back to what happened last week. The stoppage, you know, the, the, the boycott. Some people were saying, this is it for the season. You can't just boycott one day or two days and continue to go like nothing happened. And some people are like, well, no, we got we they should continue to play. You know what I mean? And I was on the fence. I'm not gonna hold you. I was on the fence. I didn't know because I understand where they're coming from as you can't just boycott one or two days and keep it moving. You know what I mean? Like you can't boycott one or two days and continue to uh play like ain't nothing happening. But then I like what what LeBron said. I like what some people said as to why they continue to play. Is because this you have this platform. The world is watching. The world is looking. You don't want this platform to go away. You don't just want this platform to cease. And you don't want to mute this platform. And you mute this platform by not using it or by not having one anymore because you stop play. So I understand why they continue to play or why they're continuing to play because you're still using this platform. The You still have the world's eyes. You still have the world's attention. So when you have the world's attention, use it to spread awareness of what's going on. So, like I said, you know, you have MLB stopping play. You have NFL stopping practices. You have players you know, player. In fact, players, teams, coaches, everyone coming out making statements. I know the Colts did it. I think the the Washington team did it. Uh, I know that the um, Chargers did it. Like teams are, te- you know, sports is understand. What I like is sports are understanding that they're not the most important thing right now. And with them not being the most important thing, they are still. While they're still operating, they're they're not letting you guys or they're not letting us forget what's going on. And that's why, like I said, I think last week was probably one of the biggest moments, which is the, the sports stoppage. Biggest moments in sports history because it, it was the first time in a while or I think first time ever I saw unity in not just basketball or not just basketball NFL it was unity in sports that are majority Caucasian or majority uh you know like foreign or you know whatever you call it like I loved that and I think that you know moving forward I again I was on the fence about should the leagues continue or not the leagues but could should the NBA continue Seeing as though, like, why continue, like, you do a stoppage, but why are you going to go back? But I do like that they're still using their platform to spread awareness. And I guess I'll use my platform to spread awareness before we keep moving. Stop killing black people. Like, this, hey, you know, stop. Stop killing black people. You know, it. it I'm, I'm almost sure, again, I, I'm almost sure. If you're... If you're, there's, there's, that's the reason why you have partners. 
or I'm just talking about cops. That's the reason why you have partners. That's the reason why you have squads. I'm pretty sure that if there's one man, in fact, you know how I know I'm sure? Because I've seen videos of a man welding, welding knives or welding a sword or a machete or charging at cops. And, and because he's white or because that person is white, they're met with a lot more patience than somebody that is just walking to his car. No, you don't know what's in the car. You don't know what's about to happen. Walking to his car and ending up with three cops there, by the way, ending up with seven bullets in his in his back. A woman sleep, sleep in her in in her own house. Ends up dead. A man, I don't care if he was selling or if he was using counterfeit bills or not, I do not care. A counterfeit bill, a counterfeit bill does not justify having your 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 knee on his neck for damn near nine minutes. So what am I saying? You know, I I praise the NBA for using their platform. I praise the NMLB or all the sports for using their platform. I'm going to use mine. Stop killing black people. I came here and said all lives matter, but all lives cannot matter if black lives do not matter to the people it needs to matter to. And those are the people that it does not matter to. There should be no reason why you have more restraint for a white man that is attacking you than you have for a black man walking to his car or a black woman sleep in her house or a black man <laughs> using counterfeit bills if that's what even if that's even what he was doing you know it's uh, it's 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 something when um you know it's something when you get pulled over, right? And those are some of the scariest moments of your life. And that's that's sad. But let's let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Let's stick with let's let let me go back to sports, because I hear what people saying. Let me go back to sports, guys. Let's go with the NFL, NBA playoffs. I'm not gonna talk about all of them, but I'm just gonna talk about big things. You know, like like what we're seeing with Jamal Murray and and Donovan Mitchell. Jamal Murray became, I think, the second player since Michael Jordan to have uh, six, you know, four or three consecutive 40 plus point games. He had two 50 plus points. And I love (laughs) the worst part about that series is because is is Donovan Mitchell and and Jamal Murray are both playing out of this world, are both playing incredible, and someone's going to have to lose. Like, what Jamal Murray is doing, Donovan Mitchell's doing. It's just, as we're seeing, Donovan Mitchell, you know, it's, it's funny, the contrast of that that series. It's like Donovan Mitchell is the only person on his team scoring, but the team is playing pretty good defense outside of, you know, letting Jamal Murray go off. They're playing really good defense. Like it is, it's, it's been incredible. On Jamal Murray's side, 
Denver, it, you know, you have multiple people scoring. You have him scoring. You have Nurkis scoring. Um, you have Grant scoring. You have, you know, Gary Harris did return, but you have uh, Monte Morris playing well. It's just that team does not play any lick of, of defense, not even a little bit. Like, it's between, no, Portland plays worst defense, but they're probably next up as the team that plays the worst defense in the playoffs. Like, it's 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 been incredible, man. And, you know, you have to shut. J- Jamal Murray is looking like, you know, we talk about ceilings, right? We talk about what is Jamal. If we talk about what the best case scenario, best case scenario, who can Jamal Murray be? And I'll say one of his comps is a Damian Lillard. You know, he's able to put the ball on the ground. He can't. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure if he can shoot from deep, deep like Damian Lillard does. But you know, he's able to shoot from three. He's able to get to the rim. He's able to operate mid range. He has a good ball handle. Like, and if we talk about historically, I think I saw someone say this. So I'm, this is not an original thought, but I do like comparing Jamal Murray to a Gilbert Arenas. Now people know I'm a you know <laughs> DMV native. I watched a lot of Gilbert, you know, growing up, and Gilbert was incredible. Gilbert was one of the first people that he'll shoot a three quick in the shot clock, and, you know, he had a smooth handle. He was able to get to the rim effortlessly, so I would say Jamal Murray could, you know, a Gilbert Arenas now, of course, off the field, that's or off the court, that's a different story, but we're not going to talk about that. I enjoy, I enjoy what we're seeing from Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray. It's just... You know, we have a game seven tomorrow or today. I'm sorry. And it's kind of hard for me to see a team win three straight, but I've seen it. Um, To me, it really comes down to who does what they do best. (laughs) That makes sense. As far as can Denver play, can Denver score more than Utah can play defense? If that makes sense. Like, Will Denver be better at scoring than Utah would be at defense, or will bet or will Utah be a better defensive team than you than Denver is scoring? Because as we've seen, even in this series, Jamal Murray has been incredible and Jokic has been incredible, but Paul Millsap has looked bad. Or you know how is how is Gary Harris going to come back? You know for a second game. Can Monte uh, Morris steady the ship? Can Grant continue to be effective down low? Um, can Michael Porter Jr. like make good decisions? Like he's been good, but he's made some terrible defensive move. But of course, that's the whole team. But terrible defensive reads, and he's made some questionable offensive moves. But of course, we want to. We're going to chalk that up for him being a rookie. But will he make the right decisions? Or if you look on the Utah side, will Rudy get Rudy Gobert continue to be great defensively? Will Donovan Mitchell um be a, a, a hound dog defensively while scoring as he's been doing? Will um Mike Conley help offensively? Joe Ingles has been a no show this entire series. Will he show up? You know, anything can happen in a game seven. And I, I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna pre- I, I'm gonna predict Denver. I, I said Denver was gonna win. And I'm going to go down with my pick. So I got Denver winning, but I do enjoy that series, you know. Another series I'm jo- I'm enjoying is OKC and Rockets, you know. Uh, 
I don't know. And when I say that, you know, I was having, I'm, I'm in a couple group chats and we talk about sports all the time and stuff. And an argument was at this moment in their careers, who is better between Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul? And I said, Russ, you know, you got the triple doubles, you got the athleticism, you got the, the, the years on, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I said, Chris, I said, Russell Westbrook. Now, after looking at this series and after looking at, you know, what happened last or yesterday, it's hard for me to, let me say this. I understand Chris Paul's what, like 36. I understand he's one of the oldest uh, points in the league. But Chris Paul is still an incredible leader. He's always been an incredible leader. He's still an incredible basketball player. And I don't know. I think I was wrong. I, I think even at this stage of his career, he's better than Russell Westbrook. Here's the problem with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is incredible in the regular season. Russell Westbrook is incredible When it's not crunch time. Now, yes, he has a couple, you know, he has some game winners. Or, of course, we know about the triple-double thing. That's always been my argument. But as we saw yesterday and as we've seen multiple times, like, hell, let's talk about those triple-doubles, you know. He had those triple-doubles, one, when KD wasn't there. And two, even in those triple-doubles, he didn't make it out the first round because of some situations and some things that he has done. Like, he is not good in crunch time when it comes to shooting. Well, he's not good shooting the ball, period. But he's not good shooting the ball. He's not good. Um, sometimes he makes really questionable decisions or questionable turnovers in clutch moments. Like yesterday, you know, I think it was a tie game. No, there was a tie. No, they were down two. And, and Westbrook drives, which I don't know why James Harden didn't have the ball, but he's driving. And he tries to kick it to Robert Covington, and he goes out of bounds. And it's like, because of this is why I think now I was probably wrong. I think Chris Paul is, is better, you know? I don't think Chris Paul is a better physical specimen than than Russell Westbrook. But if we're talking about pure basketball, I might have to go with Chris Paul. And I will go as far as saying Chris Paul, to me, is a top five point guard of all time. I'm not going to sit here and go who I think is top five, but I do think that Chris Paul seeing, yes, I know he hasn't had the the success as terms of championships and even go, he has never been to the finals. But if we're talking about pure player and leadership and, and, and offensive ability, divisibility and, and IQ, there's no reason, there's no way you can look in, at Chris Paul's game and look at Chris Paul and not think or not see top five, in my opinion. So, um, you know, that's that's been that that series, OKC and Rockets, that's in uh or that's going to a game seven. And I still I have OKC, I mean, I have the Rockets winning because I think James Harden is gonna just go off and I think that a lot of what OKC does um, is try to get the ball out of J Russell. I mean, out of James Harden's hands, and maybe onto Russell Westbrook's, or maybe to PJ Tucker's, or somebody like that. But I expect to see a more efficient 
James Harden. Because James Harden had a lot of turnovers as well uh, yesterday. So, you know, I I think that's a good series, too. Anything can happen in the game seven, you know. So, because Dennis Shooter's played well. Steven Adams has played well. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about game ones of the second round between Toronto and Boston. Uh, I think that I, I think that Boston is a well. Let me say this: I thought I think that Toronto can definitely make it to the championship. But one reason why I I kind of am like have to hold off with that is because one thing that I've seen I said this before, but one thing I've seen about Toronto is they can go through. While Pascal Siakam is is a great player and emerging into a star. He has those games, he has those moments where he'll get two or three quick fouls or he'll play the whole game. Then you look up and he only has 19 points or, you know, he he'll look limited offensively. Like he we all know he has a spin move. But after that, it's like he'll look limited offensively. Now, there's some games he'll look incredible, but it's like after that, you have to trust Kyle Lowry to score, which. He has shown he, he can, but he hasn't shown he's shown more times than not that he will come short. So and then when you're playing a team like Boston, where you have a Jason Tatum, when you have a Jalen Brown, when you have a defensive player like Marcus Smart and when you have Kimball Walker, it's it's just that's a that's a tough that's a tough, uh, tough team right there. So I think that. um. I think that it's very interesting to see this series, and I, I'll probably pick Boston in this series, seeing as though they have more players that can give you get you a bucket. Now, don't get me wrong; you still have Fred VanVleet, uh, you still have Norman Powell, um, OG Adenobi is great offensively, but um, I, it's 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 just you know it's tough, it's tough, it's 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 tough. It's tough. So I, I got, I got, okay. No, I got Boston probably. And I'll say five or six. Um, no. Yeah. Boston about five or six, more than likely six. Um, and lastly, what I'll talk about when it comes to the plot. In fact, I'm going to, no, I don't need to talk about the Lakers and in, in Portland. I mean, we knew what was going to happen, especially with Dame going down. Um, I do think it's interesting now that after the playoffs, uh, New York is coming out saying they have interest in in Melo. <laughs> I do think that's interesting. Um, you know, we. I guess we can talk about Game One of the Boss No Bucks and Heat series. I think this series is a lot closer than a lot of people think, because of how good def- how good Miami plays defense compared to sometimes. You know, Colin Cowherd said it, said it best. I think that, and, and I believe him. I think that, um, I think that the Bucks is a great front running team. I think that once they're in the lead, is it's 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 incredibly hard to 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 take you know to to get that lead back or or to gain the lead when you have the Bucks and when you have Giannis. When when you have uh, Brooke Lopez shooting, when you have Eric Bledsoe driving to the rim, when you have Chris Middleton shooting, when you have all these players, um, they're a great team when they're ahead. 
but I don't think that they're built to be a team to come from behind. Now, I'm not saying that they're down 10 or they're down 2 or down like 10 or like 11 or something. I'm not saying that they can't come back. But what I'm saying is the team looks a lot different when they're down 10 compared to when they're up 10. And I think that that's going to, that's what we saw yesterday against the Heat. The Heat is an incredibly defensive team that has incredible shooters and scores. Like you have Tyler Euro, you have Duncan Robinson, you have Jimmy Butler scoring a career high in playoff. I think it was 40 points. You have Bam on the bottle. You have Jay Crowder. You have Derek Jones Jr. Like you have so many good players. You have Andre Gudala. That is such a rugged defensive team, but they do also have scores. So I think that this this series is going you're you're going you're going to have to see the matchup really is how Giannis will fare against multiple bodies because it's not they're not just going to put Jimmy Butler on Giannis even though that's going to be the person major like as guarding him majority of the time you know you're going to they're going to throw bam at him they're going to put like they said like you saw the other day or like you saw yesterday they threw bam at him a couple times they threw jay crowder at him a couple times they they even let andre gudala guard him a couple times so i think that this series is going to be a lot closer than you think i i think i i said let me say this i think the bucks will win this series but i think it's going to be a dog fight i'm i'm going to say the bucks in 7 because you still have the best player on the floor in Giannis. So I think that that series is more interesting than um than you think. So or a lot closer than a lot of people a lot of people want to say. So um yeah, I don't need to really talk about the Lakers. We need to see who they're who they're going to play. Um we we did last episode I talked I I asked was Luca superstar? Um, I, I I didn't ask. I don't think he is right now, but I do think he's an ascending player. But they did lose to the Clippers in six. Um, Kawhi Leonard looked incredible the entire series. Paul George looked incredible the last two games of the series. Um, and we just have to wait to see who they play between Denver and Utah. But I think I, I don't think any of those teams, whether it's Denver, whether it's Utah can beat the the Clippers in four games. I just don't I just don't see it. Do I think the Clippers will win in four? No. But Denver doesn't to me, Denver doesn't play enough defense to stop the firepower that the Clippers have in Utah while they can play defensive while they can play defensively, I don't think that they have enough firepower to score with um the Clippers. So, whoever comes out of that series and has to face the Clippers is going to lose, in my opinion. So, there's that. Um, is there anything else about basketball? No, just going to keep it moving. Um, uh, let me say this, and I'm gonna move. On. I'm gonna move on to to football or the NFL. You can continue. You can get. All the number one draft pick, you I mean, all the first round draft picks, you, your heart desires. You can get 10, 15, 20 draft picks and 20 first round draft picks. But if you are an organization that does not know how to draft well, does not know how to draft for your needs, 
does not know. If you're not a good run to organization, it doesn't matter how much talent you have. You're going to, it doesn't matter. You're going to continuously be in a rut or be in a cycle of losing because the organization is bad. Insert the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, didn't just two years ago the Jaguars were um, a game away from being in the Super Bowl with a Blake Bortles? Yes, you're right. But let's, let's not take their high point. Let's take their... Con- their high point is really high. They they were in the fourth quarter of the AFC Championship, and they had the lead, and they lost to the Patriots. Boom. Let's is that's their high. Woo! But let's see what's happened before and after. We've seen time and time and time again that the Jacksonville Jaguars do not know what they're doing. And if they do know what they're doing, they're not quiet with it. And I say that to say, Leonard Fournette, the running back that they drafted, I believe, three years ago, three or four years ago, they waived today. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, they've been trying to trade him, but you're probably thinking to yourself, damn, they couldn't trade him? Like, what's wrong with him? There's nothing wrong with Leonard Fournette. The reason why they couldn't trade him is because everyone in the world knew that the Jacksonville Jaguars were trying to did not want him on the team to start the season. And it's not because, you know, he he's a bad player. It's not because of off the field issue. It's not even because on the field issue. The problem is they're tanking. They're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. They're tanking for Justin Fields. They're tanking for one of those two. And they haven't been quiet about it either. And when I say that they haven't come out and say, you know, we're tanking. But when you, I'm not going to go over everyone they've got rid of, but I'll say this. I think they have not had, uh, out of all their first round picks since from 2015 to now, they're not on the team. Like, I'm not going to go over all of them, but they trade homeboy. I forgot his name. It's, 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 you know, he's a foreign name. They trade him to the, um, Vikings. They give up or they 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 send Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. They cut or they wave Leonard Fournette. Blake Bortles is gone. Nick Foles is gone. After they gave Nick Foles an incredibly large contract. Dante Fowler is gone. All the first round picks are gone. So when there's tell when you're telling me, oh no, we're gonna be competitive this year, we're not tanking. But your bet, you do not, you got rid of all your good players. It's like, I always think, if I was a player that was still there, you know, like if I wasn't, if I was still there, how would I feel about this situation? Like, how would I feel that you continuously trade or you continuously self-sabotage us to try to get a pick? By the way, they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. They're tanking for Justin Fields. Yet still bigging up and saying that Gardner Minshew is our future. So what I'm saying is, yes, I, Leonard Fournette will land. You know, you, I'm hearing people say that he might go to Tampa. I'm hearing people say that he might go to the Bears. I'm hearing people say that he might go to 
the Saints. I'm hearing people say that he might go to the Vikings. I'm hearing people say he might go to the Washington football team. I'm hearing a lot of things. But what I know is he will get picked up by tomorrow afternoon. That's how good Leonard Fournette is. And he's still young. I think he's, what, 24? And he's only carried rushed the ball like 660 times. Like, that's not a lot in a four-year span for a 24-year-old. So, shouts out for Leonard Fournette for getting up out of there. And and shouts out. And it's not even shouts out. It's, it's, it's the NFL is going to continuously do this if they don't know. You know, not the NFL. The Jaguars are going to continue to do this because they don't. They're not. It's not a good run organization at all. And you can see that by every single first round pick from I believe 2015 to now is not on the team. And you can if you don't even want to go there, look at what just happened. You waved Leonard Fournette. One of the best better young productive backs. Who, by the way, his knock was he was not good at catching the ball in the outfield, you know. A lot, a lot of running back. You know, he come. He came from a system at LSU where he didn't really have to catch the ball, and he's he's a, he's more of a traditional back. But over the year, or I think last year and this year, he's in, he's improved with his catching ability. And you let him go. You don't get a draft pick. You don't get a player. You don't get money compensation. You let him go. Wave him. And that, that's, that shows you a, a, a productive player like Leonard Fournette. That shows you just the type of, you know, the type of organization that you're dealing with. So, um, I guess sticking with NFL, Andy Reid gets a six-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's not surprising. I mean, they just won a Super Bowl. You don't want to you don't want to break up that pair with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You know the the Chiefs are done, have have done it right. You know they pay Chris Jones or Chris Johnson. I forgot his last name. They they pay Patrick Mahomes. They pay Travis Kelsey. Um, you pay the coach. You want to keep that team together as long as possible, especially if you feel that you'll win multiple championships or at least you'll be in position to be in a lot of championship games. So, you know, um, I definitely understand that. So shouts out to Andy Reid. And the NFL, I guess, you know, last thing about NFL is the NFL is going to take over the investigation that's going on with Dan Snyder. It wasn't just the Washington Post, but it was it was multiple um, reports about misconduct between some of the employees and Dan Snyder or some of the cheerleaders and Dan Snyder. I don't see anything coming of this because if nothing came of the Washington Post thing except a slap on the wrist, ain't nothing going to come of this. So I don't – it is what – the NFL works for its – the NFL works for its, its – you know, they, they care about – they will protect an owner before anything else. And that's what – to me, that's what we're seeing here. So there's that. Um Let's see. Uh, Jamar uh, Jamar Chase, wide receiver of or wide receiver at LSU, opts out of the 2020 season to get ready for the NFL draft next year. And don't and I said this a couple episodes ago. 
Don't be surprised if people continue to do this. Like, don't be surprised if a big name, like maybe Justin Fields or somebody from Ohio State um, or some, someone from a conference that's not playing due to the virus. Don't be surprised if people continue to do this. Javar, Jamar Chase is one of the best wide receivers in all of college football. And now he's opting out to get ready for the season. And do not think that his draft stock will be going down because it's not. I mean, we've seen what he's done. He's a champion. He's a national champion. We've seen what he's done. So don't 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 be surprised if one, he gets drafted high still. And two, you see multiple players opt out and say they're going to get ready or focus and train for their NFL career. So shouts out to him. Uh, and shouts out to whoever follows in his footsteps. So, um, before we, you know, uh, Messi, Leo, Leo Messi, um, he wants to trade or he, he's, he wants out of Barcelona. It, it, it's kind of like LeBron James with the Cleveland Cavaliers, the first stint and kind of the second stint at the end. It's like, if you can't give me help or if you can't, if you can't surround, you know, this is why the Bucks are so good. The Bucks, to me, have done a, uh, an incredible job of surrounding their team or surrounding their best player, which is Giannis, with, with complementary players, with players that complement his game or, yeah, complement his game best. Barcelona has not done the best with Messi. Now, yeah, you have uh, Luis Suarez, but, you know, Neymar is gone. And the people that you bring in, they they just got thrashed. I forgot which team, but they just got thrashed the other day. Or not the other like maybe a week or two ago. And it's like with a player that talented and a player, you know, going up in age, it's like you want these. These are the these aren't the last. I mean, these are the last years that you can. <laughs> He, he there's not too many more of these years that you're going to be the best, you know, top of the game. The same thing with Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo. It's like these there's 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 not going to be too many years when you're still prime player that you've been. So he wants to go to a team that he has the best chance of winning. Now, you know, you still have PSG, you still have um Juventus. You know, you you still have Real Madrid. Like we'll we'll see where he goes, but it's gonna it's gonna look weird. You know, Leo Lionel Messi is he's played for Barcelona and Argentina his entire career, so it's gonna be weird and 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 different seeing him. But I don't fault any player for thinking. You know, I want the best, not only for the best for my legacy and the best to win. And he, the writing is on the wall at this point. Barcelona does not give him the best chance to win because they continuously get, lose and or they I'm not say continuously, but they've been losing continuously for the past few few months now. And his 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 clock, his his playing clock is ticking and he feels it. Everyone feels it. Not saying he's he's getting old and washed, but the man's like, what, 30 something? It's like, how long can you be? at your top shape to be one of the best soccer players ever. So, you know, there's that. So, um, before we go, (sighs) 
when the world loses somebody, you know, it it really makes you stop and it makes you is unfortunately when I say unfortunately, it makes you stop and and reflect on what these people mean to you. When I I say that unfortunately is because one they pass and two because people do that a lot more when somebody passes than when they do when they're here. Um this week or last this last week we lost actor Chadwick Boseman. He's been in movies like The Black Panther, Avengers, Marshall, um 42. Um he played James Brown in uh I forgot what the movie's called, but he played James Brown. Um The Five Bloods, um Message to the King. Like he's played in incredible in great movies. Um we lost John Thompson, legendary coach for Georgetown, especially being in the DMV. That is a legend around here when it comes to DMV sports. You know, you have the Thompson, you know, John Thompson, the father, and John Thompson, I think the second and the third, which is the son. Um, that family is is a DMV royalty, pretty much. Uh, Cliff Robinson, former sixth man of the year, uh, played for multiple teams. His most famous stint is the Portland Trailblazers. And uh, Lute Olsen, which is a legendary college coach. You know, we lost all of these people um, in a span of, what, two, three days. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's heavy, you know. People, 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 you know, we know... We know how important the character of Black Panther is, not just to cinema, not just to to superhero movies, but to African-Americans, seeing one of our own as a main character and a Marvel superhero. um, And Chadwick embodied that. You know, we know how important or how legendary or how important John Thompson is to the legacy of Georgetown or to the legacy of, of Allen Iverson. You know, Allen Iverson has been, uh, it's no question. Allen Iverson is my favorite basketball player of all time. He's the reason why I got into loving sports. He's the reason why I got into loving basketball. And it's also no, no mystery that he credits John Thompson, John Thompson for getting him in the right direction as, as far as, you know, steering him, you know, saving his life is what he said. Cliff Robinson, you know, you, you see analyst after analyst, former player after former player come out with a good story about Cliff Robinson. Come out with, uh, he, was in a, he was a great competitor. He was a great player. He was a great person. Uh, Lute Olsen, you know, we see former player or we hear former players come out and say he was one of the best coaches we've ever had. And, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful to see and to hear all these great stories about these people. Um, unfortunately, after they passed, but it's, it's, it's beautiful to see that they left uh, a, a legacy of love and they left a legacy of, um, of, of greatness, you know, when they left. So, again, rest in peace to Chadwick Bozeman, John Thompson, Cliff Robinson, and Lute Olson. Um, cherish the people that are in your life cherish the people that are there 
Let them don't let a day go by where the people that you love have to question if you love them. Don't let a day go by where um, you don't communicate your love for people um, because you never know when it's too late. And also, don't let a day go by where you're not cherishing the moment. Always cherish the moment. Always cherish the moment because you never know. And there you have it. Uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys for being here. Uh, Again, love yourself, love others, and cherish. Love the moment. Love the moment because you never know. Uh, And until next time, much love. I am Killmonger. No one's perfect. But no one's worthless We ain't deserving of everything Heaven and earth is But where it is Good This is my home so no one's perfect But no one's worthless We ain't deserving of everything Heaven and earth is But where it is Good Northern California Hey, they better call it paramedic in the street I got leverage in the street I'm a California nigga And I'm heavy in the streets 22 or 23 I'm heavy with the heat Hit you with the top paramedic Can't save you Really in the field Come on, bro, I know that ain't you 2018, hell no, I ain't gon' fade you Go paint you TDE and SOB, we can't lose Niggas bitch made That's just something I can't relate to Turn on the gang That's just something that I can't do Fall out of a bitch That's just something that I can't do Rip, bear, beat, I get on I was made to This guy get the growling Something like a Black Panther Tryna to touch a meal Fuck saying, get your bands up Fucking with the gang Yeah, I had the man up One fish in the air I ain't finna put my hands up Cash it, nigga, You in the background Ever since they took my brother Got a pack rounds Sorry mama two bells Took a bad route I done got my bands up A nigga stack now But we been still OT On that bullshit I don't wanna have to do it Empty food clips Why these niggas talking Robin they don't do shit High Cali niggas tapped in We a cook shit Busting on my neck Niggas reach get stretched Rocking with this tech Niggas better wear a vest Last year I was broke Young nigga in the crest Now I show 20 better broke Niggas keep the rest I wish a nigga So I ain't I made the choice, I'ma forever be a G, and I don't really like to talk, 
I remember we was broken, I don't really like the walk, nigga Now I ride around in foreign cars And I put on for my team who was with me from the start, nigga I don't play games, they slip, I don't say names She want a dog, I'm a great dame I got great aim, my sage and my damn chain My mama told me keep a stash for the damn rain They ain't wanna see me win cause I'm black So I put up in that all black bins in the back If you need someone to call, I'm the man for the test You ain't standing for the cause, meet the man in the